The Minnesota Vikings have brought joy and misery to the Vikings fans for many years. At the Skull Purple Podcast, we just want to see the Vikings party with the Lombardi. Join us for analysis, interviews, laughs, and much more. It's the podcast by Vikings fans for Vikings fans. The Skull Purple Podcast starts now. Here's your host, Carson Schubert. Welcome in to the Skull Purple Podcast. We are ready to preview our final team of the NFC North. And it is the least of the teams in the NFC North, if you will. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Green Bay Packers. And to help us do that, Caden of uh, the Pack Only Podcast. Caden, good to have you with us. And you. Uh, I... Uh, I'm hesitant to say I expect the Packers to be really bad just because we're used to them being so good for many years, but I'm expecting some sort of a decline this year just because it's hard to replace, as much as I hate to say it, one of the greatest quarterbacks this league has ever seen. I mean... I'm not, I don't know how much decline you can have essentially after going eight and nine and getting embarrassed True. at home to the Lions. So True. True that. True that. But I'd like to hear your thoughts here. Um, well, first of all, how you doing, man? It's been I'm it's doing been a uh, really good. I just spent the entire summer up north uh doing in person stuff. Uh I went to every single training camp for the Packers except for the last two. And I also attended both the Packer home games and family night. So I got to see a lot of the stuff in person, kind of get to see a more in-depth of how the players actually function as a team. And it was absolutely amazing. And originally I had some doubts here and there about the team. I still have a few that are kind of justified, which I'll get to, but I think I think I'm starting to believe a lot more in this team that I think the Packers can win the division this year and actually be better than last year's team. Wow. Wow. Not that again, not saying that being better than last year's team means too much. I mean, you you were what, eight and nine last yeah. year? Was that right? Yeah. Yep, eight and nine. So um spoiler alert, that's what I have you going again this year. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that as we get into things, uh, before we get into your thoughts on the off season as a whole, I want to ask the number one question that is on all NFC North opponents minds and especially Vikings fans is Jordan love for real. I, I would say it that I doubt I had a I, before going into training camp and from the few reports that I heard and saw, I was a little bit weary. I know I was like, is what is it going to be really good to switch from a four time MVP quarterback to this new guy who's going to have his first actual full season start this season? And I didn't fully know, like, I wasn't fully on board the Jordan Love hype train. But after seeing the things I saw during training camp this year and also watching him in preseason and seeing his footwork and how confident one of his throws is, I'm fully aboard the Jordan Love hype train, and I cannot wait for him to go out there and perform week one this season. 
So let's clarify this just just to give us an idea. How big of a train are we talking? Are we talking? Uh, I, I can't I can't get into trains. How good are yeah. we talking? Um, <laughs> Jordan Love say, compared to Aaron Rodgers. How would you compare the two? Uh, just I mean, there's a what few. You've seen. There's still a few Packer fans that I would say that aren't fully trustworthy or love or probably also praying on his downfall. There's a few people on Twitter and, of course, Facebook that were saying that our backup quarterbacks, Alex Magoo and Sean Clifford, were better than Jordan Love and probably needed to start in front of him because they apparently didn't believe in the man. But I would say overall, from the beginning of training camp to now, the Jordan Love hype train and everyone jumping on board with this is our quarterback. It's pretty big, I would say. And I am fully entrenched with the idea that he's going to be really good this year. Do you think he can play at an MVP level though? I expectations MVP level. I that's a little bit out of the wild. I think he can perform better than Aaron Rodgers last year. I don't really know what, like I would say I don't need him to perform at an MVP level. I just need him to perform better than say a Kirk cousins or a Jared Goff. And I think he could easily do that. You heard it here. Packers are going to the super bowl. Jordan loves the quarterback. You know, uh, I need to push that agenda. Carson, I'm <laughs> fully on board. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about how the Packers got here. Um, the off season, obviously we know about the Rogers trade, and then, you know, the Jordan Love era begins. I am still of the mindset, Caden, that the Packers should have moved on from Rodgers a year ago. Yeah, I think you are correct to say there. I think a lot of us just didn't fully know what was actually going on with the organization. And also from what I've heard, Jordan Love a year ago wasn't fully ready to be quarterback one and didn't look as great. But to where he is now, I think he looks really good. But for overall expectations and thought on this offseason, I think the Packers have done an overall job uh, filling the holes and gaps that they needed to, along with loading up the defense, even though they did lose a, uh, Adrian Amos and a few other backup key players like Dean Lowry, who I know signed with the Vikings. Um, overall, this offseason, I'd say they, they did a really good draw a job with the draft, uh, getting Luke Van Ness. I really like that draft pick. I know we talked about it on draft night. I wasn't, I was really on board with let's get a wide receiver. Oh, I really want JSN so badly. But after seeing him perform and I kind of feel like he's going to be more or less uh, Rashawn Gary. I know he doesn't have the built right now, but say, I'm going to say, give him a year or two. He's going to get to where Rashawn Gary is at right now. And he's going to be really explosive and going to be a really good defensive edge brush rusher. Um, and then along with that, the offensive weapons that we got for Jordan Love, because I know a lot of people talked about, oh, the Packers lost Randall Cobb. Oh, they lost Alan Lazard. And technically all we had was Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson on the roster. Uh, we added Jaden Reed and Dottavian Wicks in the draft, along with Grant DeBose, all who looked absolutely made it amazing, along with Jaden Reed, who that man is fast, fast. I mean, his end of routes and everything absolutely looks amazing. And we also got two stellar tight ends and Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft who look like absolute ballers. And I really believe, I think Luke Musgrave is an underrated pick for tight end. And I think he could finish as a top 10 tight end this year, potentially. 
along with the fact that we also still have Joshua DeGuerre, who's amazing blocking tight end, who's coming off, I think, an injury from last season. So overall, I would say this Packers offseason, they did a decent job. And I don't know if I could ask more from what they do because the, the, the team normally doesn't do more than what they did this past offseason. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on uh, the offensive line. You kind of talked a little bit about some of the weapons that they have. I yeah. still think some of the wide receiver core is a little questionable. Like I know they brought in some guys and of course, Christian Watson, we know came on strong in the second half of last season, but what else do you have other than Christian Watson to offer Randall Cobb? I'm not worried about you losing Randall Cobb. I mean, he was a shell of himself. I think, um, I mean, great leader in the locker room. Sure. But He's not the athletic guy that he used to be, but um, talk about that offensive line and your wide receiver room a little bit, if you would. So starting with a little bit more on the wide receiver room, Christian Watson actually did absolutely amazing this past this past year. As we can clearly see in the back half of the season, uh, from what I've seen throughout training camp and clips online and also the preseason games, he's continued to stay up to that high level of, I truly think he's going to perform like he did last season. Romeo Dobbs, who's uh, dealing with a slight uh, injury right now, um, has also looked really good in both preseason and training camp. And along with that, as I said, Jaden Reed, I think is more or less going to be that number three wide receiver for the Packers. If not, it's going to be kind of a switch between him and some other rookie and second year players who has absolutely looked amazing. As I said, he's incredibly fast out of Michigan State. And then one of the wide receivers that was an underdrafted free agent who was picked up off the street, Malik Keith, um, absolutely had an amazing preseason. He's been showing off, making some great catches from Jordan Love. And I've absolutely, I think my worries at wide receiver has kind of like diluted from what I've seen. And also I feel like Jordan Love's passing has also just exceeded to where I don't have to worry about, oh, Jordan Love isn't going to put the ball in the right spot for the receivers. As a matter of fact, I think he's going to put it right in their chest, in their hands. And maybe I have a little bit of concern of whether or not the receivers can actually catch it. But that issue I'm not as worried about as I am technically with the offensive line, which I know our left side completely, Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari, solid. I know there was rumors about oh, David potentially wants to go to the Jets and reunite with his loving quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, which... Well, you know Rodgers would absolutely oh, love Oh, he would that. love it. Uh, I don't see that happening unless the team goes like 0-8 and the team is just like, let's see what we can get. Because I think the Packers would easily ask, hey, if you want David Bakhtiari, we're going to want a first-round draft pick or at the very least a solid player from the Jets. And I don't think the Jets would want to do that. Um, but where my worries start to happen with offense is when we start going to the right side. I know um, center is a big issue throughout training camp. Josh Myers has had a lot of uh, snapping issues and Zach Tom and a few other players have had to fill in for that role, which either one, Josh Myers is just losing the connection and he's just struggling in general or Jordan or Jordan loves cadence and hard count snap is that good that it's getting the offensive line to jump and also not be able to snap the ball properly. Hopefully it's that side more than the other. Um, and overall Zach Tom and Rasheen Walker have also looked really, really good. But where my concern lies is that we have really good tackles, but not as good interior offensive linemen as we start to get towards, I want to believe, uh, Royce Newman and some of the other guards on the team, 
that's where if injuries start to occur, the offensive line is going to start looking like a top 10 offensive line. And, oh, Jordan Love isn't going to get hit at all like he did this past preseason to a, oh, we're going to struggle. I think a lot of the success of the Packers offense is reliant on what the offensive line is because, yes, Jordan Love seems like he's got talent. Does he have Aaron Rodgers elite Hall of Fame quarterback talent? Not yet. I still need to see it. I still need to see it to believe it. But that offensive line could say a lot about what he's able to do this season. If he is not able to get the time that he needs, then I'm not saying he's not athletic and can't move outside the pocket, but I think it's going to force some errant throws at times if he doesn't get the time he needs, and that could um, hurt the Packers' offense. And, I mean, that's the case with every team, right? But, you know, it's it's just something that, you know, you think about with that right side of the offensive line. Yeah, and then I didn't even talk about it because I was in the back of my mind. I didn't even bring up the fact how good our running backs are because right. that's the we least know. of my concerns because that's where the most solid part of our offense is with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon being the absolute duo running back they are. And but yet you need I, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah, that whole situation <laughs> yesterday. I woke up, I saw that on my phone and was just so confused yet. What I, are they I even going, doing? That was so, yeah, that was really weird. You know, I guess the rumor has it that Brian Gutekis offered the Colts uh, A.J. Dillon and a third for Jonathan Taylor. And then the Colts responded by saying, no, we want A.J. Dillon, Christian Watson, and a first for Jonathan Taylor. But I think what more or less happened was, uh, you know, our GM has came came out and said it. uh, Brian Goody just likes to poke his head around the league to see what happens and what's what's happening with trades. Even if he knows, I can't get this guy. I just want to know. And I mean, Jonathan Taylor did go to Wisconsin, UW-Madison. And so my guess is that maybe he was just peeking in like, oh, what's the the chance? But I think truly it was just, it's nothing more than that. But it'd be really funny if Jonathan Taylor was a running back with Aaron Jones. That would be crazy, but no chance the Packers would ever do that. No way. Um, But going back to originally, uh, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, solid, absolutely amazing. And uh, Manuel Wilson, who was our running back three, I know the whole discussion in training camp uh, for Packer fans was predicting whether or not the Packers were going to have a running back three actually on the roster. Or if we did, who would it be? Because it was more or less the beginning of camp, a uh, a rotation between Tyler Goodson, Patrick Taylor, and Emmanuel Wilson. And Emmanuel Wilson is actually one of those undrafted free agent guys that came with the team and just absolutely took off in that Cincinnati game, had over 100 yards, and from then has just taken over the limelight spot as running back number three and has absolutely looked like amazing pass catching run blocking wise and all three Packer preseason games. And hopefully if he gets on the field for any regular season games this year, he continues to perform at the high level he was at during the preseason. So I would say as entirely as a whole from running back to quarterback to offensive line, tight ends, and wide receivers, I really like our offense and I really like our chances of being a top 15 offense this season. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, <laughs> I know it's a lot of chance and maybe an ifs, but 
It's well, I was just going to say it's funny because it seems like every NFC North team, me included, believes their offense can be a top 15 or maybe even top 10 or more offense. It's like, yeah, only, is there really going to be four uh, NFC North teams in the top 15? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only NFC North team that I don't, unless some miracle happens. Um, with the Chicago Bears, I understand Justin Fields is really good and DJ Moore, they just got. Their offensive line, I would say, is in a crummy situation, not also to the fact that Darnell Wright and Trevor Jenkins, if I'm correct, is to say his name, both got injured. And I know I think one of them came back oh, recently. Yeah. But I think the the Lions, Packers, and Vikings, I would give more of a shot of, oh, they're going to be a top six. They're ba- better half the league offense. Uh, compared to the Bears, and I think I'll just keep shooing the Bears away because I don't think they're going to be good at all this season. But, you know, everyone thinks their team's going to be really good this year. So there you go. There you go. Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to be worse than the Bears were last year. So they've got that going for them, you know. Um, But, um. Okay, so I kind of asked this question already, sort of, um, but uh, do they have enough weapons, do you think, on offense to get to that point? I think, uh, depending on the development of, I feel like, guys like Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave, if they just come out week one and two and just look as good as they did during training camp and preseason, I think the Packers are going to have plenty of weapons. But if it, I think it's uh, realistically, it's going to take a few weeks for them to fully develop and get to the full hard hitting 100% league. You're going up against some of the best of the best. Um, but I think the Packers will get there eventually. And as long as there's no uninspecting injuries or anything crazy happens, I think the Packers are going to be solid. All right. All right. There you go. There's the talk about the Packers' offense. Now we move to the defensive side where we know you have one of the best, if not the best corner in the league in Jair Alexander. Rap city, baby. I love that. (laughs) Other than uh, I'm still upset at at his gritty on Justin Jefferson, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta show out when you play out. Right. I mean, I get it, but it, it just, uh, I mean, that's what Packers and I don't like Jair Alexander necessarily, but respect, respect. So, um, anyways, uh, what are your thoughts on the Packers defense? Obviously, they add Lucas Van Ness, as you mentioned, from Iowa. Go Hawks, even though he's playing for the Packers now. Um, But just your thoughts on what they've done defensively. It seems like they've uh, lost a few people, too. uh, So kind of just take us through that and who's coming back, who's not. I mean defensively the expectations going into last year was this team, this defense is going to be top 10 in the league. This defense is going to be really, really good. Um, that did not happen at all. And I kind of blame rich, uh, not rich Sassia, uh, Joe Barry, our defensive coordinator for that, which I think every Packer fan would agree that he was kind of the main problem last year because he would call stuff such as, Oh, let's line up Preston Smith in the slot against Justin Jefferson. Or, hey, why don't we send a blitz on not send a blitz on third and short? Or when it's fourth in when it's fourth and three, 
let's have our cornerbacks pressed 10 to 15 yards off the wide receivers. It never made any sense. And that's where a lot of our feel like our problems came off of because I feel like Joe Barry never fully let any of our defensive players actually play, play ball. And luckily this year, I feel like he's actually allowing them to kind of play more. And I know a lot of our cornerbacks, uh, Dre Alexander included, have stated that he's allowed them to do more of their own thing and develop their own kind of mantra. As I said, uh, supposedly our cornerback, instead of it being, um, I'm trying to remember the name completely, just locked on defense. Their, our cornerbacks are calling it Strap City. Uh, locking it down in the backfield, uh, Jari Alexander, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, uh, Eric Stokes. I'm trying to remember. We have so many good cornerbacks. It's absolutely surprising to me. Um, oh, yeah, and Rasul Douglas. And I think, yeah, I think we have five. I would say like our defense should be good this year. But my expectations for them are probably going to more or less stuttered on as long as you guys perform just slightly above average, I'll be happy just based on what happened last year completely along with our uh, defensive front. And I know uh, we have Kenny Clark back and I know Devonte Wyatt's going to see a lot more time since we got rid of Jaden Reed and our defensive edge pressure. I mean, we got rid of Dean Lowry, but we have Luke Van Ness on the side and we also have King Kinsley uh, Kambara who looks really good. I think defensive expectations overall from the front line to the backfield and the corners and safeties, I would say there, I'm not as like excited as I am with the offense and seeing Jordan love, but I think they should still be decent and pretty solid this year. How about linebackers? Uh, what do you guys have for linebackers? Uh, Devondre Campbell, who is coming off injury, He's but back. did okay. go back up to training camp today. I did report on that. That was, um, I'm glad to have him back. Uh, Quay Walker, um, hopefully he doesn't get ejected from any games this season. <laughs> I was uh, just he's say. emotionally like a lot better mental state. He's said that he's been taking meditation, uh, st- studies and classes with dry Alexander, which I absolutely love. Um, <laughs> linebacker wise, along with Isaiah McDuffie. I mean, it's pretty solid. I don't think truly you can ask more from the guys as long as there isn't any, as I said, craziness that happens. Um, but and then along with safeties, uh, which I know the other main concern that I had, which a lot of people were kind of concerned about, which was uh, free safety and starting safety because we got rid of Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage last year did not look good at all and kept getting blown in coverage and just couldn't keep zone coverage or man coverage to save his life. Um we're probably going to one more chance. I know uh, Jonathan Owens and Rudy Ford look absolutely amazing during training camp, and they're going to be back there trying to keep coverage. So my only, I would say, main concern on defense would, as I think every season every Packer fan could agree, which is stopping the run, which the Packers seemingly can never figure out how to do. Even though it's preseason, they did do that a lot, and hopefully they keep at it going into week one. And I would say strong safety but i think if i would say my concerns versus defense and offense i would say that josh myers uh miscounting of snaps concerns me more than whatever's happening with darnell savage and the backfield on defense because we do have the cornerbacks to kind of keep coverage and we could throw a lot more people and then oh yeah carrington valentine who we picked up in the draft seventh rest deal 
absolutely looked amazing throughout training camp and I would say has absolutely killed it so far in each preseason game and who I'm expecting to get out there on the field. That's where I was forgetting my fifth guy because I joke, I would jokingly say that the Packers uh, potentially have five number one cornerbacks, which I know um, that sounds crazy as I think you would agree, but that is, yep. <laughs> uh, I potential wise um, due to the fact of how I think deep and good our cornerback unit is this season. Uh, that kind of fills the concerns and holes at strong safety and free safety as much as uh, compared to our offensive front and offense. So I would say where my concerns lies as a whole, I would probably say a little bit on uh, special teams and it'll probably a little bit on the offensive front. But besides that, I think defensively, uh, pretty solid i think they're going to perform slightly above average this year and you know if that's i think that's all technically they need to do they just don't need to let justin jefferson score what was it 160 yards week one on them they don't need that to happen come week eight and then they don't need to allow dj Moore to just absolutely burn them deep on coverage every single time even though i potentially see that happening because most likely that's going to happen because I feel like with every team, defenses go through rough spatches uh, and have tough times, and so does the offense. But I think this defense is going to be uh, decently good this season, and I'm not as excited with them. I kind of want to see what they're going to do, but I'm a lot more excited with the offense, just to straight put it. So, All right. I will say I'm a little, uh, if I were you, I'd be a little concerned with the linebackers because we do know Devondre Campbell has been good for you guys in the past, but does that injury and getting another year older, especially at the linebacker position, does that make him regress here this coming season? I know you still have Quay Walker. Yeah, no, and I think after this season, it's probably going to be a lot more an issue. Uh, God forbid his injury becomes more stagnant and he'll be out for a lot of games this year, but hopefully he won't. Um, and yeah, I think Quay Walker is a decent replacement to just switch in and out or at the very least have everyone on the field because I feel like the defense as a whole has a lot more solid, better starters, as that I would say is the offense, who are a lot more proven. And so I feel like rotation-wise, the defense can do a lot more with whatever they want so that it won't uh, create as much stress on, player, stress on players. And hopefully Joe Barry uh, doesn't do Joe Barry things. And that leads to defense success. So, Well, and I, I think the biggest X factor for your defense this year, just because he was missing all, uh, at least part of last year, is Rashawn Gary. I mean, yeah, I he's think coming back off injury, and I think that's is, huge. I know the reports are saying uh, a lot of people are saying he could potentially come back week one or come back. I think people are saying either week one or week three. Um, I would want him 100%, or I feel like what they might purposely do is activate him for the week one game, but probably keep him on rotation for most likely second down and third downs, and then probably pull him out. But yeah, that's going to be a big one to come back. And that just excites me. As I said, a lot more proven starters on defense. And I know Rashawn's going to want to play hard this year because it's his last year of his rookie contract. And he's going to want to get paid like he's one of the best defensive ends in the National Football League. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big year for him. 
for sure. And it'll be interesting to see um, how many people the Packers can pay. I think the good news is they don't have to pay Aaron Rodgers as much anymore. So that's... Uh, uh, yeah, the cap still, is still a decent amount, but we still have some of it there. good, so... Yeah, they've they've moved it around or whatever they were able to do. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... It's interesting, I, and and that was part of the deal, you know, with with the Jets being able to do that. So that that's again why I said they should have just let him go last year, so they didn't have to deal with this, or at least as much of this cap hell, if you will. Um, and only, who knows? Who knows yeah. though, Caden? Who knows what they could have done this off season to even further uh, this team even more like, uh, going into the season, like if they could have added somebody, uh, or two, like a top flight wide receiver or a top flight linebacker, like a Tremaine Edmonds who ended up signing with the bears, you know, who knows? Yeah. I think the Packers are more or less at their cards of let's see how good Jordan love is and then go from there. Cause it's, as I said, yeah. the season's kind of more or less experimental with everything. Cause you don't see, a team with wide receiver units who, when you look back, none of these wide receivers on the team currently were on the roster in 2020. And that's kind of just unheard of. And along with the fact of how young our team is in general, being the average age is 25. I think the Packers are just like, why not? And I think truly expectation wise Packer fans, are like, who knows? They could win the division. I really hope they win the division. Or they could be as bad as they were last year, maybe even worse. I guess they probably aren't going to be as the bads were as bad as the Bears were last season, but anything can go. Truly, all I want, well, as as truthfully for being honest, as long as they beat the Bears once, beat the Vikings once, and beat the Lions once, and Jordan Love proves to be at least a competent QB. I would call that a successful season for year one as him being a full-time starter with the Packers. Well, we wouldn't enjoy it, but um, I'm sure it would be great <laughs> for you guys if you, if you knew it. he was competent. But uh. <laughs> Or at least we said, yeah, no, it's yeah. week one's going to be a big one. I, I think the biggest test for him is going to be when he makes a mistake, because he's going to make a mistake at some point. It may not be the first game, might not be the first month, who knows? Uh, but he's going to make a, a mistake at some point. How does he respond to that mistake? Does he respond like an Aaron Rodgers would? Or does he start to fold a little bit? Does he not take as many chances down the field? Does he become more of a check down guy? I think that is something to watch. And I'm just speculating. I have no idea what will happen if he once he has that yeah. mistake happen. You know, I'm just saying... It's it's one of those things that could potentially break uh, a quarterback in this league. Like we've seen it probably you could make the case like with Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, another one um, guys that, you know, once they start turning the ball over, it's just kind of downhill uh, from there. And maybe there was other factors, too. Right. But I'm, I'm curious to see what his response will be. Yeah, I think. From what I've seen, his confidence and the way he's held himself, along with how the team has gathered around him to be the leader of the Packers this season, I I feel like that is a slight concern, but I think he's going to be able to, I would say, I would fully expect for him to just 
bounce back or at least learn from because I, I know there's going to be at least some stretch during the season where it's going to be rough. It's there's he's going to hit a spot where it's just going to be, as you said, how can you bounce back from adversity? And with how I've seen the team handle, oh, Aaron Rodgers leaving and him coming in and just backing them up and truly them diving deep, their feet in the ground and holding their stance of he is our guy. He is our quarterback. We will do anything for him. I think that makes me believe that he will be able to bounce back and truly be a good quarterback this year. All right. The moment of truth has arrived. It is time for the record prediction. So what do you think? Do you think this team is a Super Bowl contender as uh, as we were talking about earlier? <laughs> I, w- I would say uh, the logistics sides of me wants to say, Hey, Aaron Rodgers went seven and nine when he was at first time full year starter. Uh, Brett Favre didn't do good full time first year starter. Um, but you know what? I've dug myself deep in a hole, and you know what? Take chances at shots. I I believe this team's gonna win the division this year, and you know what? If it comes back to haunt me, it'll come back to haunt me, and I'll make for a great video of how badly wrong I was. But I think this team's gonna end up going ten and seven, which I think is pretty modest. I don't think they're going to be Super Bowl contenders as much as I think they'll probably host a playoff game, maybe win one game, and then... Uh, well, you know knowing, they're going to lose it because uh, they'll they probably host lose, game. Knowing what will happen, they'll probably face the 49ers in the playoffs and lose, <laughs> or to the Eagles. <laughs> or and, somebody uh, from they, the NFC West. Yeah, if it's to the 49ers, I'll be sad. But if we lose to the Eagles, I'll, I will probably also be sad, but not as sad. And... So I would say my high ceiling for them, I would say is 11 and six. I think they're going to go 10 and seven. Um, and if they do, if, pe- if people are right, and if he isn't that great and the team doesn't perform up to people's expectations, I think the floor for the Packers, I would say probably is six and 11, maybe winning six, seven games probably. But I, I think they're going to come on top of the division this season. And I cannot wait to see Jordan Love face the Bears week one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very interested to watch that game as well, even though I'll be watching the Vikings at the same time. Cause they're both at noon apparently. So, uh, that's unfortunate, but, or no, wait, no, no, your game is a uh, late game, isn't it? Yeah. Three twenty-five. We're uh prime time. Technically. Yeah, that's, America's who would have thought, who would have thought bears Packers would have been the uh, America's game of the week, week one. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe Jordan Love and Justin Fields are really good. And if that happens, I'll be happy anyhow. As long as Jordan Love walks in there and beats the Bears week one, I'll I the I'll be so happy, Carson. You don't know well, how you happy know I'm. if he doesn't. If he doesn't, gonna, you know what? I'll say face, it's a learning opportunity. They, he has 17 weeks, uh 16 weeks until he has to face the Bears again. Um, but truly. I think he'll be. I think he's gonna be able to get it done. And if he does, oh, this oh, the whole fan base is gonna. You thought the Bears having to deal with Aaron Rodgers? It's those poor Bears fans are. It's gonna be. It's gonna suck for them. But yeah. Well, you know that if he loses to the Bears in Week One, that that saying. Oh yeah, what no, we're say? gonna get. What did he say again about beating the Bears? Like he's their he's their new daddy or whatever. Yeah, their new owner technically. New owner. So I mean, if the Bears beat us week (laughs) one, I guess I'll just uh, private all my social medias and just hide away in my (laughs) cave and just wait for the next week to happen. Because, but 
you know, because, yeah. So <laughs> I'm wh- – whatever goes, I think he's going to be able to beat the Bears. I don't think that Bears defense is – going to be ready at all and i don't think they're going to know what's going to hit them i think the bears offense this season is going to be actually half decent because dj moore is probably going to propel them to be actually win a few more games than they did last season i still feel like justin field still needs to develop a little bit more and as i said their offensive line is still an issue that's the biggest issue and i know a lot of the bears a lot of the bears people that i talk to are like we're going to win the division this year we're going to be really good I don't think it's their – if I'm being truly honest, it's, I don't think it's going to be their year that, this year. I think next year they're going to be really good. I think next year is when I feel like I'll have to worry about the Bears. This year yeah. I would say I worry more about the Vikings and the Lions than I do the Bears. Yeah, I think the biggest thing – you mentioned the offensive line, but also the Bears' defensive line does not look good on paper. No, I mean, they got Yannick and Gakwe, but yeah, uh, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, even a lot of the fact of them picking up Edmonds, I I just don't see how people are saying that this defense is going to be top top half of the league, top 15. I don't see that. They've got at, a decent back end. They, they, they got a decent, decent back end. end. It's, that's not Alan Johnson's solid. But I feel like yeah. with the what the Packers have weapons-wise, and I think, as I said, Jordan Love is going to be – but decently good or above average better than Kirk Cousins and Jerry Goff, I think he'll be able to go in there. And what I would really love to see is week one replicate what happened last season, week one, but in actuality, instead of it being a 75 yard dropped touchdown catch, it's a touchdown catch from Christian Watson from Jordan love. And that just set the mood for the entire season. That's what I would absolutely love to see. Well, I'd love it if it was a Jalen Johnson pick six, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no. But, um, so my record prediction, here you go. I already told you eight yeah. and nine for green Bay, which is one game above Chicago. I actually have Chicago finishing seven and 10. And then I have the Vikings two games above green Bay, 10 and seven. And Detroit, I'm buying the train a little bit. I'm buying the Detroit hype train a little bit. 11 and 6, I have the Lions finishing. Um, So there you go. And then I could give you the rest of my predictions if you really want. But uh, oh, I mean, I have my predictions is I also have the Bears finishing at 7 and 10. And then I have the Lions in third at 9 and 8. Then I have the Vikings coming in second at nine and eight. And then I have the Packers finishing in first at 10 and seven, okay. you know, and I think people are giving crap. I uh, say it's about the Vikings. I think Brian Flores is going to be a really big help. And as long as Justin Jefferson can get open, uh, I think the Vikings are going to be perfectly fine on offense. I don't believe in the Lions hype train at all. Uh, originally I did and was like, oh, they're going to be decent. Um, I see no way they can replicate last season. And truthfully, I would love to see them be wrong and all the Lions fans to be sad that they lose. And then I think Bears fans are just crazy when they think they're going to win the division when in actuality they will probably be bottom of the league, probably fourth or third once again. So. So do you actually hate the Lions? Like, I don't find myself as a Lions hater, even no, though they're I a just, division rival. Uh, this past offseason, I was on just board with, yeah, the Lions of... are probably going to be decent this season. 
But the record predictions I've seen with them coming probably with close or even being as good as the 49ers or Eagles, I think that's just absolutely absurd. I don't see the Lions winning 12 games this season. 11 games, I feel like it posted as if the Lions do really good this season, I'm going to say they're probably going to be like the Vikings last year where they won a lot of close games and then they're going to go into the playoffs and then just get instantly bounced. That's what if the Lions are really good. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, but I think they're going to be once again a slightly above average team. I have them finishing nine and eight. I think they're going to be average. I think I feel like every NFC North team is in a split this season easily enough because it can go either way. Um, but I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a Lions hater. I'm just, I'm sick and tired of hearing the cockiness along with everyone else in the division. And I sit back here and I'm just like, okay, just just wait. Just wait, guys. Because when Jordan Love goes out week one and beats the Bears, y'all aren't going to be ready for what hits you come the rest of the season. So that's what I think is truly what's going to happen. But, you know, you may call me cocky and and, and so forth. But Yeah, you know, I, I uh, have to call you that because I, I, I'm still – I'm still hesitant to fully buy yeah, into the Jordan that's Love hype train, Carson. You know, and, I, I, and you know what? It'll hit me like a ton of bricks, just like yeah, the Packers do every season. You it'll, know, it'll whatever. Prime time from week eight. That's what's going to happen when the Packers <laughs> face the Vikings at home, and you're going to realize, oh shit, not this again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this. I will say this. Maybe the Vikings won't have their third string center in that game. Um, that would be the hope uh, for one. And for two, the Vikings do have more weapons this year compared to last year. So I'm hoping that uh, that will make a difference. And it's not just the Vikings having to throw to Justin Jefferson when he's just absolutely blanketed by Jair Alexander on a few plays or more plays, you know, whatever. So um, they got Hawkinson. They locked him up. You know, they've got in Jordan Addison, the rookie. K.J. Osborne's still pretty solid. Yeah. So we'll see. No uh, Dalvin Cook, though. I mean, no Dalvin Cook. No. But I like Madison I like the good. young running back. Yeah. I like the young running back core they've got. So. Yep. And running backs, like I've said on my show, I don't know if you're kind of on the same boat or not. Probably not, since you got two pretty prestigious running backs, and Aaron Jones makes a good amount of money. But I am of the opinion that running backs really don't matter a ton. Obviously, they matter to a degree. But if you have a good offensive line, you don't really need an all-star Hall of Fame legend running back back there. You know, you just need somebody that's got the speed and vision to be able to run through and around people. So I I just think the running back position is and and we're seeing it. Like people are not paying as much for running backs anymore because they know they can get these guys in the seventh round or a UDFA fourth round, whatever, you know, uh, running backs becoming much more devalued. Yeah. I mean, unless it's some like once in a decade generational running back, I mean, you get solid running backs, probably every other draft at the very least, it's a cycle that continues. And I mean, they're the most worn down position, get most injured and everything like that. So, I mean, I think, I, I think what really happens is that I feel a lot of teams struggle to build a good offensive line in order to have a good running back. And, you know, I th- I agree with you for the most part there. I don't know. I, I kind of have it a struggle because 
I mean, they are really important to the offense. They do a lot more of that. I mean, they have to do kind of the whole structure of blocking the backfield, protecting the quarterback, pass catching, right. and they do their own thing with running. And so, yeah. But just, yeah. think about this. When was the last time there was a, you know, top of the league, league leading rusher, or at least a guy that was making a ton of money on the Super Bowl champion? Yeah, that's that's the main thing. That's the main logistics there. Because I think so. you look back at the last, oh, I think it's over a decade now. Winners, at the I think the average pay for the running back for the winning Super Bowl team is like under two, like three million dollars. Yep. So, then all Marshawn Lynch is like the last one you can think of. Like, oh yeah, Marshawn Lynch, he's really good. Yeah. What about the rest of these guys? <laughs> yeah, you got a few Stony Michelles and James White's in there, and you're yep. Some other random guys, and you're like Checo oh, McKinnon, yeah. Jay Ajayi. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. So again, my point is proven. I'm right. Yeah, time. until someone proves it wrong, unless some <laughs> team. I mean, somebody will just put a bunch of analytics in the comment section or something that'll be like, yeah, they'll eh, be like, you're wrong. These numbers <laughs> instead. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, Caden, hey, we appreciate you coming on. You didn't really right. give us very much uh, pessimism, which I'm a little, uh, I'm a little oh, sorry to hear. If, if the Packers suck come week eight, I'll come right back on and I'll have everything <laughs> turned off and I'll be very, very sad. But okay. if not, you'll see me. If the Packers are really good come week eight when they face the Vikings, Carson, I'm yep. going to tell you, <laughs> I'm going to come up with so much energy. You're not going to be, you don't, you think me being right now, this is like calm, subtle. Come <laughs> when the Packers face the Vikings, I'm going to lose my absolute mind if we are a really good football team. And I think we are. So you'll see if, if they prove it, you will, we'll find out. We'll yeah. find out. I just want to see, and, and you probably don't, I mean, obviously as a Packers fan, you don't want to see this, but like we as NFC North people, not Packers people, uh, Lions, Bears, Vikings, we just all want to see the Packers struggle for once. It's been way too long. It's time for a new champion in here. And, I mean, the uh, Fox we... struggled last season for like <laughs> yeah, but eight weeks. and nine is still and then, pretty I mean, good. Aaron Rodgers did have a struggling team. Collarbone for most of 2017, and then 2018 we were bad. So you, there's been a few stretch, like few small stretches. You can't say there's been a, there hasn't been any. Okay, but there hasn't been years in a row like oh, the Lions I mean, or the Bears or even the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I mean we haven't suffered as much as the Lions have. I mean the Lions haven't won the division since it was the NFC Central, and technically the Bucks have won the division more than the Lions have, and they aren't even in the NFC North. So, mm -hmm. but yep. There you go. Well, Caden, again, we appreciate it, man. Um, all the all the worst luck possible to your team. Uh, Same with you. Wish, I, but, I hope but, your cousins get. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I hope the Vikings yeah. are decent. And I hope it's going to be a good rivalry I, matchup. Uh, I I think expectations. I hope everybody's healthy for the Packers, and they and they just are terrible. That's my hope. Yeah, I hope you guys uh, extend Kirk Cousins for another three years and give him a oh, couple of money. Man. I'd absolutely love to see that. That's that's just the worst one, man. No, just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, appreciate you coming on and uh, look forward to chatting with you again when it does come up around to week eight. So I think it's week eight or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be fun anyhow. It's going to be interesting. Absolutely. As it 
Uh, tell the people where they can find your content so they can go rag on you. No, you can follow me at any of my socials on YouTube, TikTok, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, all at the underscore name of Caden at Caden Sanilla, uppercase C and uppercase S. And you can find me diverging deep into why I think my football team's the greatest of all time and why we're going to be really good this year. Or you can see me be absolutely dis uh, depressed and absolutely go through madness watching this team this season. So, And maybe we'll get the reverse um, BK commercial. I know you did that BK commercial when your team was winning and he was like, oh, when your team wins and the BK commercial comes on. Uh, there's, <laughs> I have a lot of stuff planned, Carson, this year. And, you know, throughout with now, all I know is that it's going to be one enter entertaining NFL season like it normally is. So... We'll, we'll see. Did you get goes. the script? Did you get the script though? I, I, you know, my friends have told me a little bit of spoilers and leaks from the script. So you know what? It doesn't look half bad. I would say that it doesn't look half bad at all. Okay. That has me worried. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is going to do it for the show. Uh, please like subscribe and uh, give Caden a follow on social as well. Um, and I know we won't get him to say it, but as always, Skull.